All right, ladies and gents, welcome back to episode five of the Rally Boys. We're doing it big and ballsy, as usual. Pat, how we doing? All I can say, Liam, is the Last Dance documentary is starting to pop, pop, pop off. Dude, Pat, I 100% agree. I'm 100% with you on that. And let's go straight into it, Pat. Uh, MJ documentary, part five and six. Action-packed, Pat. I think it covered a lot of stuff. Like, it was, like, across the board. It was freaking MJ rolling the cards, throwing the dice. I mean, left and right, losing money. And then you got freaking... MJ joining Nike, you got freaking the Dream Team, uh, Jordan, okay? I mean, it was all over the place, Pat. It was kind of crazy. What'd you think? Personally, it was two of my favorite episodes in the series because it started to talk about that Jordan and Kobe relationship, which is something not many people really know about. But when you look at Kobe's game compared to Michael Jordan's game, you see the similarities. They were two, two of a kind. We'll never see two players like that again. Pat, I got to agree with you on that. It was pretty amazing. A tear came to my eye when I saw Kobe and Mike back together. I mean, it was it was insane. It was it was beautiful to watch. I mean, you just see the greatness of MJ and the greatness of Kobe combining with each other and greats helping greats, Pat. It's funny how Kobe's just picking his mind, picking MJ's mind, trying to learn as much as he can from MJ to, to take his career to new heights, to new heights, Pat. What did you think about that? Kobe and MJ were two of the greatest players in the history of the NBA. I think we're looking at one and two right there. I think I think Kobe's better than LeBron. That's my personal opinion, though. What do you think, Liam? Do you think he's better than LeBron? Pat, I'm a big Kobe guy. I love the Mamba mentality, Pat. But when you talk about LeBron James, you're talking about not just a man, Pat. You're talking about an absolute beast. This man coming down the middle... About to lay one down on the biggest guys in the league. Seven foot five. It don't matter, Pat. They're going to dunk on his head anyway. This man is a linebacker playing basketball. He's a bad, bad man, Pat. I don't want to get in his way down the, in the lane, Pat. I, don't, I just don't. I just don't. He can play the one. He can play the two. He can play the three. He can play the four. And he can play the five, Pat. All in one game. He's got the intangibles, Pat. He's got it all. So I got to go with LeBron at number two. I'm sorry to say it, Pat. But... I just got to do it. And even though Kobe is a great guy, but, you know, I, I'm sticking to my guns here, Pat. LeBron, number two of all time. MJ, of course, the GOAT. Well, when you, think of, when you think of LeBron James, you know what I think about? Three and six in the NBA Finals. That's what really matters. He has not been successful in the NBA Finals. Unlo uh, Kobe has. Kobe has five championships. LeBron has three. Let's see if he can get two more. If he gets two more, there might be a little bit of a debate. But I got Kobe as my number two all time. All right, Pat, let's get back on track, okay? The documentary, okay, it opens up, and you got Kobe and MJ playing at the All-Star game. And you hear MJ, he's like, that, that little kid from uh, Lakers, the 19-year-old, that kid's going to be one-on-one -on -one the whole game. He's not going to pass the ball. He's going to be one-on-one, and I want to take him one-on-one. You, that just shows, Pat, the competitive mentality it takes to be the GOAT. And MJ was trying to show him who's, who's really the boss around here, Pat, and it's not his time yet. I believe that was more of a pass-the-torch moment for Kobe and Michael Jordan. He, Michael Jordan was reaching his, his the end of his prime. He was about to, about to retire from the league. He was getting to He was doing it. amazing. He won the All-Star MVP. I know he did. What but, the hell are you talking about, Pat? You know how Pat? old he was? He was, about, he was in his 30s. Pat, At it that, don't matter. Around that time, 
Michael Jordan maybe had three to four more years left until he was going to retire, which is what happened. And then Kobe took over from there, ran the 2000s, even the early 2010s. It was all it was Kobe's oh world. Oh my that, God, Pat. That's another Pat. reason why I think Kobe is better than LeBron. Because while Kobe and LeBron were in the league at the same time, Kobe was more successful. Pat, than LeBron James. Pat, Pat. Oh my God, I've heard it. I mean, I've heard the blasphemy, I've heard the nonsense before, but this just takes it to a whole new level. To say MJ was ready to pass the torch to Kobe after he just came into the league, he was only two years into the league during that All-Star game, and he was ready to pass the torch? Have you lost your mind? MJ was obviously still the best player in the league at that time, Pat. So don't be telling me that it was Kobe's time during that All-Star game, Pat. It just wasn't. But I thought I loved the mutual respect. At the end of the game, MJ pats him, pats him, pats Kobe on the caboose, and he goes, we'll see you down the road. And guess what? That's just a sign of respect, Pat. He respects Kobe's game, and I mean, if I'm Kobe, I gotta love that. I mean, if, if I'm Kobe Bryant, what's going through my head in that moment this is a guy you've looked up to for the majority of your young career. He's only 19 years old, just turned 19, was 18 when he came into the league. And you got a guy you looked up to for your entire life out there playing against you, going one-on-one against you. I think that was a big moment in Kobe's career. Definitely set the tone for the rest of his career and the, his, his um, achievements in the future. That was one of those key moments that he'll, I think he'll look back on for a while now. R.I.P. Kobe. Pat? We're going to move on now. Jordan, it goes into Jordan and the Dream Team, Pat. The Dream Team got Magic Johnson. You got Larry Bird. You got Clyde the Glide. You got Christian Leitner. You got Chuck, and you got MJ. Did you say Christian Leitner? Yeah, Pat. I got to throw him in there. irrelevant. I got to give him a little respect, Pat. Didn't even play on the team. He was running with the big dogs, He didn't play. It's it's okay, Pat. He didn't play. You got to respect him. He was a good Duke player, Pat. But I'm going to throw his name in there anyway. That's like bringing up Festus Azili on the 2016 Warriors. We can't, we can't talk about the Dream Team if we don't address the big elephant that's in the room. Isaiah Thomas. Holy smokes. Isaiah Thomas. If a guy was ever robbed before in his life, that's my man, Isaiah Thomas. MJ, I'm sorry to say it, man, but I lost respect for you. When, you're, when you don't let my man, Isaiah Thomas, I mean, he's like, oh, I didn't mention his name. But everyone knew that you weren't going to join the team if Isaiah Thomas was on the team. And do you know what, Pat? That's ridiculous. Isaiah Thomas is obviously the number two best point guard to ever play in the NBA, Pat. Right behind my guy, Mitch Johnson. Over Oscar Robertson? Oscar Robertson? Absolutely. Absolutely, Ooh, that's Pat. A rough one, he is a dog, Pat. A D-A-W-G. A dog, Pat. This man will rip you up at half court, and then he'll get a bucket in the, in the end of it. Pat. Listen, Liam, listen, Liam. When you look at the roster of that dream team, here's some guys who could have gone out instead of always Isaiah Thomas. Clyde Drexler. I love Clyde the Glide. He's my man. He's my dog. He, he gets the dunks. He makes the plays. gets the scoops, the scoop-de-doops. I'm a big Clyde guy. But he should not have been on that team. Oh, my Over God. Pat. Isaiah Thomas. Pat. Pat, another guy, another guy. Lost your mind. Chris Mullen, only a five-time All-Star. I'm not saying I love him. I'm not saying Isaiah Thomas shouldn't have been on the team. I think it 100. 
100%, he should be on the team, Pat. And I'm I'm pissed off, Pat. I'm going to say I'm going to say it on the air. I'm pissed off at MJ. Cuz guess what, Pat? Guess what? MJ, I mean, he's the GOAT and I respect him, but what I've learned through this documentary, Pat, is he's kind of a baby. I'm not going to lie. He was all pissed off cuz Isaiah Thomas didn't shake his hand when they got swept I don't see it by the Bulls. him being as a baby. Pat, it's more of a competitive thing. Oh my. If he was like, competitive, if you're, going, if you're going if you're going through after a hard-fought game, hard-fought series, you're getting injured, getting beat up, beaten, bruised and bloodied, then at the end of every game you're supposed to have this moment, moment of, of solace between oh the players and the coaches. God. Walk through the line, shake hands. Do you hands, have any shake idea? Hands, shake hands. It's a sign of disrespect oh my to not God. go shake hands with the other team. Pat. Completely disrespectful. If someone did that to me, I would be pretty mad too. Pat, I'm not saying he shouldn't be mad, but Pat, you got to understand. Isaiah Thomas was playing for the bad boy Pistons. Liam, I think you need to understand. Not the, not the nice you, guy you Pistons, Liam, Pat. After cross-country races, they don't go and shake hands. But after basketball games, they shake hands. It's a complete sign of disrespect. To not shake hands with the other team. Pat, I'm not it's, saying he was right to do that, but I'm I'm saying it's not right for MJ to not allow him on the team because he's pissed off about that. That's just BS, Pat. It's just BS. Does MJ make the roster? And no. Pat, Pat. Everyone knew MJ was not going to be on the um all in the, on the team USA team if Isaiah Thomas was there because he hated him. He even said it. I still hate Isaiah Thomas. You still hate Isaiah Thomas to this day. Have you lost your damn mind? It's been probably 40, what, what, over 20 years since this about has happened? About 20 years. About 20 years. About 20 years. I can't, I'm not a big math maybe guy. Maybe a little more than 20. Maybe a little, maybe, maybe a little more than 20. It's been, I mean, over 20 years. I mean, it's ridiculous, Pat. I think it's absolute baloney, absolute BS that MJ's crying about it. I mean, holy smokes, you might as well put a crying emoji over his face the freaking whole time he's talking about Isaiah Thomas. It's like a wuss move on his part, not going to lie. But, Pat, we're going we're gonna to dive even deeper into the dream team, Pat. Christian Le I mean, no, not Christian Leitner. Tony Kukoc on what, – what team was he on, Pat? Tony Kukoc, he was on uh, – The Chirac Bulls. No, he was not, Pat. I'm talking about during uh, during team you said he was on Croatia, right? Yeah, yeah. He played so, for another national team. He was on their national team, Pat. And Tony Kukoc, and uh, and what what's the Bulls GM again, Pat? Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause, they're tight, Pat. They're tight. Jerry Krause was gonna pay Tony Kukoc the big bucks because he was Tony Kukoc is the next Scotty. He's gonna be better than Scotty. He's gonna be amazing. And, and Tony Kukoc was going and scouting him. I mean, no, Jerry Krause was going and scouting, scouting Tony Kukoc overseas. He was, he was bringing him in. He already signed him, and I guess Tony Kukoc had to stay for a little bit because there were war problems in the country and yep. stuff and all this stuff. So MJ and Scotty knew all about this guy named Tony, and they were not for it, Pat. Scotty especially was peed, okay? He was pissed off at my guy Jerry Krause because he was like, listen up, Jerry. You're going to pay me. Little to know, you're paying me table scraps, and I've been playing for you for so many years, and you're gonna bring this guy Tony Kukoc in, who's played overseas, and you're gonna pay him more than me, and I've won you championships? What? That's what that's what Scotty was saying. It's completely ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, Jerry Krause, another example of just a, a terrible move on his part. But anyway, Tony Kukoc, he's like, oh, I can't wait to meet Michael and Scotty. We're gonna be cool. You know, it's gonna be a great time. Then all of a sudden, this poor guy, 
It's like it's like MJ and Scotty were trying to kill him on the court, Pat. I mean, they sent Scotty on him every play, and then MJ and Scotty were getting buckets on him on the other side of the court. I mean, they embarrassed him in the first game. It was insane. And they even said, Pat, they liked Tony. They, they, there was nothing personal against Tony. But it was about Jerry Krause and his dumbass decisions just getting in the way, affecting a young guy, Tony Kukoc. Pat, what'd you think about that? What I think is Tony Kukoc is criminally underrated on the Chicago Bulls teams. He was the sixth man. He was the guy who'd come in there, subbing for Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman and make plays. He was, he was, he was, I'm going to go far enough to say this. He was the prototypical LeBron James player before LeBron James. That stretch four guy who can play the point guard position. He set the tone for guys like LeBron James. Who like the and Giannis Antetokounmpo, who are bigger dudes, like to bring up the ball, play point guard, play make. That's what Tony Kukoc would do. If you watch any of his highlights, you can see this guy had insane passing ability. He kind of looks like Luka Doncic out there, maybe a, li- a little worse Luka Doncic. He looks like him out there. They're both Euro ball guys, heavy on the fundamentals, making great plays, and you know they're they're underrated, Pat, in my opinion. Pat, I like Tony. I feel like the Bulls needed Tony, especially in their last uh, couple championships. They needed him to come through for them. He was another option on offense. But, Pat, I I just can't get over the absolute ridiculousness of Scottie Pippen's contract. I mean, it just ruined everything for the Bulls. I mean, they're the reason why they didn't have freaking 10 championships instead of six, Pat. I mean, it's just selfishness. And my guy, Tony Kukoc, got wrapped up in the middle of it. Didn't know what the heck was going on. He was just coming to go play hoops. And and do you know what? I got respect, Tony. He comes back the second time they played Team USA, and he has a solid game. I mean, he was not he was not messing around the second game. He was there to show everyone, I can play. All right? I can play. And he was, and get, screw Jerry Krause, Pat, about that whole situation. I mean, MJ and Scotty, they went after him. But, you know, there was a mutual respect after that. I, th- I think there was a mutual respect after that last game. There definitely was a respect there. I think I think when you're a competitor like Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Tony Kukoc, and, they, and Tony Kukoc is now on your team. He is your teammate. So you need to find that middle ground, like they sort of found with Dennis Rodman, because Dennis Rodman being a former bad boy piston, they did not like him. He'd be hacking and fouling him. But they found that mutual respect for each other. Because they knew they needed each other to win. Pat. To win those championships, win in the finals, you need Tony Kukoc. That's all I have to say, Leo. All right, Pat. Well, let's move on. This is a huge story, Pat. MJ, he actually wanted to be with Adidas, Pat. He was a big Adidas guy. He was an Adidas freak. He was like, I'm not going to meet with these Nike guys. Who the heck are they? I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to mess with them. They do track, okay? I'm an Adidas guy. And Pat, he goes and meets with Nike. Well, he meets with Adidas first. And basically, Adidas says, we can't give you a signature shoe. Holy smokes. Talk about the dumbass move of the century on Adidas's part. I mean, after that, MJ goes and signs with Nike. Signs a big-time deal. getting paid, he, Coming in as a rookie, basically getting the highest uh, shoe contract in the league, or one of the top contracts in the league. And then you release... The Air Jordans, Pat. Jordan 1. It's got to be the shoes. A classic. It's got to be the shoes, Pat. Be like Mike. I mean, holy smokes. Talk about a game changer in the shoe game, Pat. People weren't going around wearing Converse 
in Adidas shoes when they were, they thought those were all athletic shoes. No one was walking around, strutting around in, in their freaking new Converse or whatever. Michael Jordan was Kanye West before Kanye West. Pat, he changed the shoe game forever, Pat. You don't get the Travis Scott Jordan collabs now without Jordan signing that Nike contract. You don't get the Jordan 1s, the 2s, the 3s, the 4s, the 5s, the, the 700s, Pat. You don't get all these Jordan shoes without Jordan signing with Nike. Me personally, I'm, I'm more of a Brooks guy. I get my shoes from Marshalls, but so I can't, I can't speak on behalf of Michael Jordan's shoes. But to be honest, from Instagram, they look pretty cool. They're dope, Pat. They're, they're fly. They're definitely fly. But Pat, this is the craziest part to me. Nike's goal was to sell $3 million worth of Jordans by the end of, of Jordan's deal. Patrick, they guess blew how, that number away. Guess how much they sold, Pat? $126 million in the first year. Holy smokes. Pat, Michael wasn't just changing the basketball landscape, Pat. He was changing the style and shoe game forever, Pat. Hashtag, be like Mike. Be like Mike, Pat. Hashtag it. Yeah, big time moves. Big time moves by Mike, Pat. Huge moves. And then, Pat, you get to Jordan and the rolling of the dice, man. He just couldn't stop betting on stuff left and right. And then and then the media gets a hold of it, of course, Pat. What were your thoughts on the gambling game and Jordan and all that? I don't think Michael Jordan has a gambling addiction. I think he has an addiction to competition and, you know, taking risks, you know, big-time plays by Michael Jordan. You see, you know, when you're an athlete, you have to seek out competition in any way that's possible. Gambling is one of those big scenes that it doesn't it doesn't require athleticism or any of that kind of stuff. After players retire, you see a lot of them go to gambling. Pete Rose is one of them. Is Pete Rose got in big time trouble. Can't Pat. go. Can't go he, to the hall. He of was fame. betting on games. He was betting okay. on games. Uh, you can't but be doing I think that. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. I think his gambling is blown a little out of proportion. Who cares? The guy has all the money in the freaking world. Who cares what he bets it on? Just another Dude, example. Go play some poker, some blackjack, maybe bet on a, bet in a few games. Doesn't matter. Pat, it's care. just another example of the media blowing up something, aka fake news. I'm willing to bet Jerry Krause was behind it. Uh, you know, Pat, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, Pat. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. He wasn't betting on games. He was betting on golf. And so what, Pat, if he bets in the six and seven figures, okay? He's making... Tons of money, okay? He's a billionaire. I mean, he's loaded with cash, okay? So who the hell cares if Mike decides, oh, I want to bet a million dollars on my golf game that I'm probably going to lose. But you know what? It's okay. At least he wasn't betting on his baseball game. Yeah, Pat. Whoa, okay. That's a little bit of a low shot. It's a bit of a low shot, but it's true. It's true, Pat. I mean, that the baseball career just didn't work out. But, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's insane. I was cringing. Watching these people ask them about the freaking gambling addiction. And Mike Mike said it honestly. I can quit gambling whenever I want. But guess what? I don't want to quit, Pat. He likes gambling. So why the hell would he quit? He's not doing anything illegal. He may have gotten tangled up with some illegal figures. But that doesn't mean he was doing anything illegal himself. Wasn't doing anything bad. I mean, it's ridiculous. He was paying a debt. Okay, he was paying a debt. I mean, there's guys, you know, using performance-enhancing drugs in the sports leagues. He wasn't doing that. He was just hooping. Then going out, dropping a couple, dropping a couple milli at the at the at the at casinos, the, at the golf course, at the, the casinos, casinos, the golf courses, playing poker with the bros. You know how it is. It's it's just insane, Pat. It's insane. But Pat, let's shift it up to the NFL. 
It was a great documentary for Jordan, but we got to go. It'd be a shame if we didn't talk about this. Freaking Andy Dalton signing with none other than the Dallas Cowboys. Holy smokes, Pat. If that's not a message to my man Dak Prescott, then I don't know what is. Dak Prescott is garbaggio. The man is terrible. Oh, my Someone God. Someone get him out of the NFL. Maybe he can play in the, the Canadian Football League or Arena Football, but just not the NFL. The man is Joe Flacco 2.0, except worse. Pat, oh, my God. Are there inconsistencies with Dak? Absolutely. There's a lot of inconsistencies, and there's not that many consistencies. But, Pat, are there shining moments? Absolutely, Pat. This man dropped me 30 to 40 points in fantasy leagues probably every two or three weeks. That's because he was just he was Even lobbing though, the ball, lobbing the ball to Ezekiel Elliott, making terrible passes. Pat. Just do it, just getting yards, but the man wasn't doing anything. Pat. The team was losing. The team wasn't that good. Pat, Pat, there's other problems than just the QB, Pat. But it's Jerry Jones. This is the problem. Dak Prescott is getting over his head with his money. I mean, he just won't take any deal that Jerry Jones is putting in front of him. So Jerry Jones is saying, do what? Screw you, Dak. I'm not giving you any cent more. And guess what? I'm going to sign this other quarterback who's semi-young, who's had experience in the league being a starter. Let's just pray that the Bears don't sign him. I mean, Pat. Oh, my God. Don't even bring up the Bears. I am so... I cannot talk about the Bears, Pat. It's unbelievable. What the hell Ryan Pace is doing over there? Absolutely destroying the team. He drafted Khalil Mack's brother. Pats, Pats. Okay, he didn't draft He him. signed him. He, he signed, signed him. him. He signed him. Okay, and Khalil Mack's brother, I know he's Khalil Mack's brother, but he's not that good, Pat. I mean, have you seen his stats? I mean, I got I got him being, I, I got, I'm expecting big things from him. Oh, my God, Pat. I mean, have you lost your mind? Have you looked at his stats? I, I have mean, not lost my mind, and I don't need to look at his stats. He is Khalil Mack's brother, so he's going to be good. Pat, Pat. MJ MJ had MJ had sons, Pat. That didn't mean they were great basketball. They were pretty good. They played in college. Okay. They just didn't play that much. They just didn't play that much, Pat. I, they weren't MJ, okay? So to co- do that What about Bronny? What about Bronny? Okay. LeBron James' kid. Pat. He's a hooper. Bronny James' kid is a hooper, Pat. I mean, I'm not going to lie. But, Pat, let's get back to it, okay? Obviously, Jerry Jones is sending a message with this trade. He's telling Dak... A big screw you to Dak. You either take the contract or I'm going to hand Andy Dalton the keys to the car and I'm going to let him ride and let him go to work. Especially with an offense that Dallas has with some weapons. they got not, a ton of weapons. Not like the Bengals. I mean, they've got a the solid Bungles. D, a solid line. They've got solid receivers. They've got a solid running back. I mean, Pat, the sky's the limit with that team. But they got nothing great. Nothing great. But they got Joe Burrow. But you know how I feel about Joe Burrow. Yeah, we're talking about the Cowboys. We're going to talk about But you, you brought him up. Okay, Pat. Okay, Pat. But, I mean, obviously, this is interesting stuff going down in Dallas. And you got we're going to have to see how the heck Des Bryant is going to react to this, Pat. Because, I mean, this is definitely a shot at him, a shot at his job. And since you bring up the, ba- the Bears, Pat, you sign Nick Foles. And you don't sign Cam Newton or any of these other free agents. You signed an old Nick Foles? Nick Foles. What? It's a generational talent. Did you see him against Tom Brady? He's old as hell, Pat. He outplayed Tom Brady. His generation is past, What I think, what I think, what I think is they signed Nick Foles to put a fire 
under Mitch Trubisky's ass and no. start throwing some freaking touchdowns. You want to go? Stop throwing the ball away. So they brought in Nick oh Foles to be try and inspire don't, Mitch Trubisky to actually make a play. Don't tell me, Pat. That first of all, the Bears declined uh, Mitch's fifth year option. So obviously that's a little bit of a fire under him. But but I mean they're obviously admitting defeat in that pick. But Pat, if you want to light a fire under Mitch Trubisky's kahunes, you sign a Cam Newton. A man who's a certified stud. Okay, Pat? And they don't sign Cam Newton. You don't sign the guy from Tampa. You sign Nick Foles from Jacksonville Jaguars. Holy smokes. I mean, Ryan Pace, you, I mean, you're taking big risks with the Chicago franchise right now, dude. I don't know what else to tell you guys. Freaking 10 tight ends on the roster. And then you draft another tight end as your first, as your second round pick, your first pick of the draft. I mean, uh, honestly, Pat, Ryan Pace, he's got some methods. He's had some great picks. He's had some great trades. But, I mean, he's got some, he's got some answering to do, that's for sure. I still have faith in Ryan Pace. I didn't, I'm the, I didn't think Mitch Trubisky was a bad pick back when it happened. He, uh, two seasons ago, he had a pretty good season. If he can get back to that form and start not staring down his receivers every time they run a freaking route and have maybe some creativity in the pocket and start thinking, then maybe we have a chance of getting a great quarterback out of him. But he needs to stop staring down his receivers. Anyone watched the Bears game last season, every play, he'd be staring at the freaking back of the back of a player's jersey and just looking at him, looking at him. Every defender on the field knew he, who he was throwing to. Yeah, interception, okay. interception, dropped pass, every freaking play. I agree. And, I mean, I'm so tired. There were moments of greatness, but, that, I, I mean, they're overshadowed. I'm so tired of every season hearing from Matt Nagy and all these receivers saying, Mitch has been putting in the work. He's ready to play. This could be his year. Mitch is on fire. I've never seen him like this. And then all of a sudden, he enters the game, and the longest pass he throws is like a five-yard dish to, to freaking Tariq Cohen or whoever. I mean, listen, Liam, listen, Liam. This is a big take right here. But next season, I got Mitch Trubisky making a Pro Bowl. I have faith in Mitch. I think this Nick Foles signing was to light a fire underneath him, get him inspired, and I see a deep playoff run, potential Super Bowl, champ, Super Bowl champions. Chicago oh, Bears. Pat. First time since the 80s. I like Mitch, but Pat, Mitch is a modern-day but le- not as good. He is a modern day, but not as good. Jim McMahon. Pat. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, it's Pat. M- Jim McMahon, as great as he was, I mean, he was de- he was no Deshaun Watson. He was no Patty Mahomes. Deshaun Watson's a generational talent. I mean, so pa- is Patrick. You Mahomes. know, I mean, none Can't of these guys. That. Patrick, we could have picked those guys before we picked Mitch, who no one was probably gonna sign in the first round, who we traded up. For him, I mean, this talk about the dumbest move I've ever seen. But Pat, we're gonna talk about the Knicks, the New York Knicks. Holy smokes! I mean, talk about an organization who's in shambles. James Dolan has screwed the city of New York for too long. Pat, they're trying to sign Chris Paul, an aging point guard. For what are they gonna do with Chris Paul? What they're the gonna they're gonna get the eighth seed? They're gonna get the seventh seed? Uh, Patrick, you get out in the first round. This is shooting for mediocrity, Pat. I mean, I mean, <sighs> one word you think of when you think of the Knicks, 
mediocrity. The guys had never they had Carmelo Anthony, Armari Sotomayor, Jeremy Lin. Patrick they never broke. Ewing, they couldn't, they Pat. Could, they couldn't, don't forget that's from Pat. the nineties. Okay, I'm talking Pat. about the 2000s. Okay, Pat. I'm talking but, about the two thousands. I thought we were talking all. They have groups. never been in the past like thirty years. They haven't been the they've been the one seed. I don't think they've been the two seed either. Maybe maybe not even the three seed. They've always been in the middle of the pack or at the bottom of the freaking conference. Oh my! The God. guys live to fail. I don't know what the hell they're thinking signing Chris Paul. I mean, they even signed him yet. They're thinking about thinking it. Thinking about signing this. If guy. James Dolan is listening to this podcast right now, I am telling him if he wants any sort of future for the New York Knicks, draft Lamelo Ball. And do not sign Chris Paul. Do not do it. Don't do it. It's a terrible move. And talk about the NBA draft. Getting pushed back now? Holy, this might be the dumbest thing Adam Silver has ever freaking done because of Corona. I mean, we're seeing states opening up now, entering phase one of coronavirus recovery. Not, Not even that, Pat. The NFL had a draft no problem over online. I don't care if you do it online. I mean, but you're gonna delay it. You could, you could absolutely do a a, a tele draft or whatever. What the NFL did, do it on ESPN or whatever, uh, broadcast it. It would be great. Your viewer, your viewership will be through the roof, just like it was for the NFL. Everyone was watching that. I mean, what a dumb move by Adam Silver. I think this might have been the dumbest move of his career. I don't know what the hell he was thinking, Pat. But, Pat, that's my hot take for the day. But, Pat, we're going to go into our sponsored Bro of the Week. We're waiting for a sponsor still. If you do want to sponsor the Bro of the Week, please slide DM, the DM us on us. Instagram. It will not be that expensive. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. It's okay. pretty cheap. Well, guys, my Bro of the Week is John Michael Wozniak, Pat. From the last dance, part five and six, he was the security guard at the United Center with MJ. And he's in there, and he's throwing uh, throwing coins against the wall. And MJ's betting, he, you know, hey, I bet I could beat you in this or whatever. And then freaking John throws his, gets Mike's money, okay, he wins the bet, and he just shrugs him. He just goes, come on, Mike, that, that money's rolling right into my pocket. And Michael Jordan stole the shrug from him. I mean, come on. Freaking Mike is like, my, uh, John, your, your thing rolled, your thing rolled. And John's like, you know what? Watch this money roll right into my pocket. Shrugs at him, Pat. Just an absolute baller move by John Wozniak. Complete baller. Complete baller move. I was a big fan. He's my bro of the week, He's a hero to security guards everywhere. My bro of the week, Liam, is Steve Kerr. I'm not sure if you saw it, but on The Last Dance, there was a story about how he he took a punch to the face from Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I mean, if I got punched in the face by Michael Jordan, I'd be telling my grandkids about that. I'd be telling everybody. It'd be, it'd be my Tinder profile, Liam. First thing, I got punched in the face by Michael Jordan. Slide up to hear the story. <laughs> what what happened was they were they were they were they were going at it. You know, Michael Jordan was toasting him a little bit, but Steve Kerr's a competitive guy. He's a competitor, and Michael Jordan got a little too heated, and Steve Kerr pushed him, bop bop bop, right to the face. Steve Kerr ate it. I'm pretty sure he hit the ground. I mean, if you take a punch from Michael Jordan, you're not getting back up. So he ate it like a stud. He ate it man. like a stud, but. It was definitely a rough moment for Steve Kerr, but in a great moment too. He can tell everybody about it. He can see it, like five, ten years now. He can tell people he won the fight. He can tell him he punched him right back. Bang, bang, bang. Won the fight against Michael Jordan. That's my bro of the week, Liam. Pat, I, as usual, 
Amazing episode. We love you guys. Rally Nation. We're, we stay love you. Stay safe, Rally Nation. Stay safe. Stay corona-free. Okay, stay corona-free. Okay, screw corona. Hashtag screw corona. Get that trending on Twitter. Hashtag screw corona. Guys, we got another episode dropping Friday. We're talking the big news of the week as usual. We're doing it big and ballsy. Thanks for staying. Think, stay tuned, guys.